Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, everyone. Good day. I hope you are doing good on this beautiful Veterans Day, November the 11th. 2021 and today's special broadcast is all about veterans and so i have guest speakers on today and today i start out with a individual by the name of joseph brody joseph and i attended high school together we were on the football team together we're fellow veterans and we're starting out with him today and i want to welcome him now joseph brody my friend fellow veteran high school classmate how are you doing today uh yeah first of all um i'd like to wish all who have served and are presently serving a happy veterans day all uh also want to thank you for uh thank you and give give thanks to you for for inviting me to this uh this uh uh forum we're having here on veterans day uh it's an honor and a privilege okay same same for me and uh absolutely we want to uh play play honor and uh, to all the veterans, those who have served and gone on to the heavenly realm and those who are active today, in addition to their family members. So today, uh, Joseph is going to be sharing what it was like to serve in the army and also what it's like to be a US veteran. So let's get started. I wanna, first of all, Joe, ask you, what was your inspiration for joining the US Army? Uh, share what it was like on the day that you made the decision to join, because I want people to really get a feel for what that process was like for you. Okay. Um, my greatest inspiration to join the military came um, from my first cousin, um, the late Sergeant First Class Robert Killer McKnight. Um, I know him. <laughs> he was a drill instructor and um, during the Vietnam War era. Uh -huh. And um, each summer he would come down and pick me up and I, you know, uh, and I would live with him on, in post housing down at Fort Dix, New Jersey uh -huh. uh, with him and his wife. And um, I saw firsthand how recruits were pounded into soldiers. Exactly. I say pounded because that's what was happening to a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I fell in love with Army life from that point on. And, and then uh, one day I just made the decision to join and you know i was restless and couldn't wait to begin a new way of life uh mm -hmm. outside of henderson north carolina meeting people from all walks of life working together for one ultimate cause was to protect our way of life as we see it today exactly exactly yeah that's very powerful as well and, and you get that orientation uh there at the army uh facility there at fort dix uh seeing it firsthand and that always makes a difference. And uh, for those people who are listening, uh, those in high school are contemplating going into the army, see, this will be an inspiration to them, uh, depending right. on how they see it as well. Uh, one of the next things I want to know, uh, Joseph, is when you made that decision to join the army, 
what did your family say? What did your mother and father, what did they say? What, what did your other extended family members say when you made that decision? Well, back in back in those days, um, there wasn't much communication going on as far as uh, we knew what we had to do and we just done it. And um, that's the way it was with within my network, network of family members. Um, my father was in New York. My mother was in uh, in New York, too. And uh -huh. um, my aunts basically raised us and they were just busy most of the time. And they just just look just just knew we were, we would do what we needed to do every day. So, sure. um, so I, I made the decision one day that that's what I was going to do. Um, I, I just, I just couldn't wait to leave out of Henderson and get out on my own. And yeah. so I, you know, the same day I had spoke with the recruiter, I think that was the same day that I went on and signed in and, uh, okay. you know, and you know, the big five as, as, uh, you call it all the time, Paul, Sure. Um, a big four or five. I don't know how many of us it was. But I, I know think it was five of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big five, as we used to call it, we were we we were out to you know to move on. Exactly. Uh, inside of Henderson, and that's what we did. Um, yeah. So yeah I, it was, I, who was it? It was uh, Melvin. It was um, George. Yeah, George Shelton. You, Shelton, and who else was there? I think we had one more. Oh, oh, I know who it is. Um, who that? Uh, well, he he wasn't on the football team, but I, I, I'm trying to remember his name. But I I, I can picture him. Yeah. I, but there was five of us. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I think I I think that um I don't know if Linwood was with us or not, but I, we were tight knit guys, the, the the four or five of us that went down there. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So at the time of the list, I had only spoken to my recruiter uh, uh -huh. about this decision. And, you know, oh, all the John Champion. John Champion. John Champion. Yeah. 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 He was also down at Shaw. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh -huh. So I, you know, I packed my little one little bag and, um, inclu which included my toothbrush, uh, soap, and a change of clothes. And, I was, as I was walking out the door, my aunt said, "Where, where, where, where are you going?" <laughs> I asked, what? <laughs> you don't said, want to know. I told her. I said, uh, "I had already joined the military on delayed uh, enlistment plan." Uh -huh. uh, and she replied, "Okay." <laughs> and uh, but you know, and then she said, "The only thing I ask of you is to send me some money." At home, so uh, I'll have it for you when or if you decide to get out. Exactly. I'll have this money set aside for you. It mm -hmm. happened so fast. One day I was standing in the recruiter's office debating on going into the either the U.S. Marine Corps sure, or the U.S. Army. Uh -huh. uh, and by the way, happy birthday to, to the, the Marine. Marine Corps. Yeah, 246. For, yeah, 246 <laughs> for them guys. Uh, uh -huh. And um. So the next thing I know, I was being sworn in in Richmond, Virginia, enlisted uh -huh. in the U.S. Army. Uh huh. So at that point, there was a transition where you went to basic training. Where did you spend your basic training at? And how, oh, how, what period of time was that? About six weeks or how long? I think it was. I think it was, it was six weeks. Um, uh huh. Um, all the veterans know boot boot camp. 
Oh, yeah. Very challenging experience for all veterans, regardless of the branch you in. Boot camp oh, yeah. will make, make or break you right there. It'll make or break you, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's either mental, physically, and, and then also with the test and everything that takes place. Right, right. Yeah. It was no different for me. The challenge began, and we and we pull up at the recruit depot station. And this is this is what they said. They said, and BI came on the bus and he screamed out, You got 10 seconds to get off this bus. And five <laughs> of them, five of them already gone. Already gone. <laughs> now, never forget well, hey, that. hey Joseph, oh. you were on the track team with me. I know you were off that bus in less than five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, I'm coming through. <laughs> coming through. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here. Yeah. You ain't got to tell people once. So that's right. They don't so know. So boot camp was the start of a never-ending challenge. Uh, and where, where did you spend your basic, your, your basic training at? Where was that? Oh, it was at, it was at Fort, Fort Knox, Kentucky. Okay, uh, Fort Knox. I've been out there before. They call it agony, misery, uh -huh. and heartbreak. There you go. go. Up agony, you come down, misery, and then you go back up, heartbreak. Gotcha. gotcha. Then you, you completed basic training. Uh-huh. I know. I know. <laughs> All in a nutshell. Uh-huh. And so what was that like for you in terms of that indoctrination? Because it's different than when we played football in high school or ran track, because we're in the service of the U.S. military. What was that like for you in terms of uh, that adjustment? Well, it was it was the start of, a never, like I was saying, the never-ending challenges, challenges. that, okay. that a, a person would, you know, would face and overcome in life's journey. To becoming True. a soldier and a man yeah uh, all mm -hmm. of those were wrapped up in bo uh, boot camp for me you know and after boot camp oh no you still want to talk about boot camp um, yeah mm -hmm. okay after boot camp i was assigned to fort ord california okay for AIG. How, did you, how did you like that that assignment okay at fort ord i was trained to fight wars in any type of climate whether it was it'd be the jungle operation jungle. training i took at uh, uh -huh. at um panama in panama right. uh -huh. or 29 palms um yep. desert training mm -hmm. i've uh, been out there and or either city warfare training which you know we just took that a lot of times we just house to house house to house fighting um which is th that's what they're fighting today you right know, like street to yeah. street yeah, yeah, block to block. Yeah, sort of yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and um, as well as I test fired, and this was a great accomplishment for me, uh uh, uh mm -hmm. Lieutenant Colonel Paul Van. It was it was a great challenge to be the first to test fire the tow missile system. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Out, um, um, which is called it which is a tube launch officially tracked wireless guided missile for the, and mm -hmm. I did it for the first black. Uh -huh. Secretary of the Army Clifford Alexander. Alexander, yep, yep, I'm aware of him too. Yeah. Okay, and following my duty at Ord, I received orders to report to the Second Infantry Division, uh -huh. Camp Casey, Korea. Uh, okay, and then from there, Benning, Georgia. Yeah, uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, mm -hmm. um, which is like a service division. Uh, exactly. There, I played all Army football with uh, uh -huh. Fort Benning Doughboys. Doe you yeah. know that was hilarious for me oh yeah absolutely my heart lied in that pig skin uh -huh. and, and was on the honor guard 
Oh, there. very nice. So, I so those were some great, great experiences. Right. Yeah, very great experiences. Mm-hmm. Very great. So uh, one of the things I also want to look at is now uh, that you have served in the Army, it gave you this exposure to people from basically all over the world, depending on you know where you were assigned. What was it? What is it like for you now today as a veteran? Uh, of course, there are 19 million of us uh, worldwide in terms of U.S. veterans. What is it like for you being, being a veteran today? Well, uh, being um, being a veteran uh, and being you know inactive, as they say, sure. you know. Uh, I'm not on active duty anymore. I, I, I just, um, you know, when I got out in, ni- in the 80s, uh-huh. I got out in the late 80s, right. I got out of the United States Army after, you know, eight years of the United States Army. Sure. And I, 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 I kept that, that uh, I don't know what you call it, that feature of service work. Exactly. And it, and, and it, but it was reduced down to the, to the community. You know, and uh, right. I started uh, my own football team with AAU football, and started uh-huh. teaching young young kids who weren't able to play on other levels because of their weights. Sure, you know uh, they couldn't play because they, you know, they got the weight divisions and all that stuff. Exactly, uh, they didn't have that back when we were playing. And, uh-huh. you know, That's right. If you were able to play, you play. You know, right. exactly. It didn't matter, but now that you know, they're protecting a lot of people from injuries and stuff, so they have to yeah. have a weight weight limit. So. I began doing that, and I also began doing Boy Scouts. Uh-huh, uh, which is good. Yeah, uh, I was a scoutmaster for some 10 years, um, uh-huh. taking kids. I had about three to four Eagle Scouts that I promoted. Uh, all yeah. of this is a result of, you know, of the stuff that I got in the United yeah. States. And that's the life lessons. There's right. leadership right. in there, teamwork, you know, with, with your football team. Mm-hmm. And all of these things are life lessons because from football, we can take a lot of life lessons. Right. The military, military, and, and the Boy Scouts, you take a lot of life lessons from that as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, that those are really uh, great contributions, and and you're doing that volunteering, which is really uh, very important, especially for the younger generation now. Uh, things are a lot different from them. Whereas when we grew up, we used to be outside playing, and for them, they want to be on the uh, the Xbox. They're inside. They're right. not outside. It's totally different. Right, right. the real so yeah. Know, uh, you know the values that are taught to these uh, young yeah. young kids today uh, will stick with them, will stay with them. You know if, if they'll let it. You know? Yeah, I mean you can stray off, but then you you know you know sure. you can come back in whenever you you know get ready. That's you know? very so, true. Very true. It very gives true. me a sense of pride to be a veteran. You know today mm-hmm. and to be amongst the millions of, of Americans from all nationalities and. Um, to have worn the uniform of the United States military. Exactly. Nine years of phase, uh-huh. all gave some, and some gave all. all. Absolutely. The freedoms we're experiencing today. Ah, uh, for sure. For sure. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And, and there's one thing that I've been seeing happening more with the military. The military actually is becoming one, where okay. when they send out a package and they have to go to a, a theater of war, they're taking all branches of the military. Of course, we have the Navy outside, but even the Navy, you know, they still fly in there. They still have action in the Air yeah. Force. Of course, the Air Force have people, uh, rescue and recovery teams. And so they're all kind of becoming one, even though they have a different budget. 
Uh, and that that's what I worked on when I was there. And then when I worked on Capitol Hill, I worked with the U.S. House Armed Services Committee when I was up there and with Veterans Affairs as well. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, you yeah. look at, like you said, uh, they all work together. Um, you got mm -hmm. the Sunnis, you got the, what do you call those guys that, that are, uh, uh, oh, dog, what do you call those guys that, that unit in, in the Navy? Uh huh. Not, not the CBs. The CBs is one branch. Is like a pararescue? Uh, yeah, pararescue, but it, it, Navy it, SEAL. SEALs. Those yeah. are the ones. Those SEALs teams, they, they on the ground. Oh, yeah. So, when they come in, they, they do a lot of damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty, you know, they're very unique at what they do. Right. And the Green Berets and all of yeah, them. Green Berets. Outside organizations and stuff. They, they, they just, you know, dynamic. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Very much. But mm -hmm. to defend, to defend the borders, um, uh, coast to coast, and then even beyond. So mm -hmm. it's, it's really great. So, Joe, our time is coming to an end. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share at this time with the viewers and the listeners on this November the 11th, 2021 Veterans Day broadcast? Okay. Um, uh, thank, thank you, uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Van. Um, up until recently, I did not weigh the benefits of uh, joining the military. Uh -huh. uh, you know, because, you know, back then it was just, you know, I did it and it was done and I didn't even look back on, you know, what I was doing or anything. I just, I just, you know, went in, you know, feet first, boom. I'm oh, in yeah. the that was just me, you know, uh -huh. other people went in and they, you know, they diagnosed, noticed it and, you know, sure. looked at this and looked at that. And I, I didn't, I just, I went in head first, uh -huh. and, uh, but I don't regret it. Oh yeah. yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So, well, you knew what you wanted. Right. Right. So now that I look at it, it was a great decision because it, it, you know, it, it, you know, you look at free education for you and your, your kids. Yeah. You look at, you know, under the GI bill. Sure. As well as, you know, you, you look, look at um, the home loans that you get. Uh, yes. Under, under yeah. The administration. Uh -huh. And most of all, free health care. Yeah. Yeah. You looking know, at that, disability. That's a big one right yeah, there. Especially nowadays with the pandemic and everything. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So today I know you can't lose by, you know, the young people, you can't lose by joining the military. Yeah. You too will be a part of the millions of veterans everywhere that yeah. have worn the uniform of the United States of America. Yes, yes. And I always tell people they're uh, soldiers, airmen, Marines, Navy, seamen, uh, Coast Guard, all of these people uh, we stand on their shoulders, all the people that came before us. Right. And and so we all applaud them. And then we have this special person, uh, General Colin Powell, who took it to the next level in terms of the leadership and in terms of getting a lot of exposure for all branches of the service. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, he, did, he did quite a bit in there. And of course, he was an army man. And so and he was right. Yeah, he was an army man, so he pushed it and took it to the next level of excellence in what he did. And what a lot of people didn't know was that he he himself was a Republican. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, you know, that makes a difference right there. That lets you know that uh -huh. <clears throat> it has anything to do with politics in the military. It's, exactly. You know, serving. Serving. Yeah, serving. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, so this is going to conclude this this uh, episode. And again, our guest right now is U.S. veteran Joseph Brody. 
And uh, he and I, again, we uh, attended high school together in Henderson, North Carolina, Vance Senior High School. And even though they changed the name, it's still Vance Senior High School. <laughs> sure. And, and then uh, we played on the football team together. We were on a track team together and we both served in the military. And so uh, with that, uh, you know, we're both gave service to country and we thank our families for uh, assisting us in that process because when we served, our family was right there with us serving as well, even though they weren't with us. Mm -hmm. and, and so uh, we want to really uh, thank them and we want to uh, thank uh, Joseph Brody brother Joseph Brody for his service to the United States Army. And Joseph, my brother, he retires this this uh, fall. Uh, he served 33 years in the Army. So he's wow. retiring in December. Yeah, yeah, he's retiring. So he, we, we have the Army in the family. I did the Air Force. My uncle did the Navy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Uncle Thomas Hawkins. And he, he served 23 years in the United States Navy. Yeah. So yeah. we strong history of, uh, of of military service in my family too. Uh, mm -hmm. We had Navy, Army, uh, Marines. I yeah. Mean, all yeah. So my, cousin, my cousin, Stephen Rogers, who you might know, he served in the Marines as well. Yeah. And he retired out of the Marines. Yeah. My father just passed away last year. He, he, mm -hmm. he I remember. And um, he was a veteran. And uh -huh. so I just walked in their footsteps and kept moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And with me, uh, I initially started out looking at the army and then one day they wanted to simulate the Claymore mine and they lost me that day. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Air Force guys, I went through basic training, a boot camp with them and they let me fly a plane with an instructor pilot. And I was sold after that. that was I tell you, I tell yeah, you what else, and, you know, real quick, I, uh -huh. I went in, when I went in, this guy told me, he said, you don't want to go in the Marine Corps. He uh -huh. said, you can come on in the Army. And we'll give you $1,500 enlistment bonus. Uh -huh. And my thinking at that time was, I'm going to get this money as soon as I sign up. Exactly. Not, little did I know that you only get that money after basic training. Exactly. And, and the fact that they were really trying to get us, recruit us, sure. because they had lost 58,000 men in Vietnam. Yeah. And yeah. they were just trying to, you know, get their numbers back up. Exactly. After yeah. the Vietnam War. Yeah. Yeah. Because I went by the memorial and they have every name up there that they lost. Yeah. But thank God uh, we, yeah. didn't have to, we didn't have to serve, you know, under those conditions. I'll put Absolutely. it that way. It was tough. Yeah, it was. Tough yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Definitely. The, the, uh, the um, supply line was too short. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the problem they had over there. Uh, the, the Robert Sergeant First Class Robert F. McKnight, I was telling you about. He uh -huh. he done three tours in Vietnam and only had a scratch on his. I don't know what was going on inside his head or whatever. Uh -huh. you know, but he only physically he only had a scratch on his on his arm that I ever saw. That's why he had that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with him. <laughs> yeah, I dare you. Yeah, I, I I kind of I looked up to that guy. Yeah, it was hard to see him in the condition he was. Yeah, day, so I understand. But he's in a better place. Oh, for sure. He's with he with Almighty God. Can't exactly. be wrong with that. That's all good. Real, absolutely. Well, okay, uh, brother Joseph Brody. Thank you so much uh, again. Happy Veterans Day to you and to your family. And uh, we're gonna do a little bit more of this sometimes in the future 
and talk about some other uh, things as well, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And I'll say to everyone who listened to this particular episode, you're not going to find a better person on the planet than Joseph Brody. Take my word for it. I've been with him in the trenches. All right. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you on the next episode, which is coming up in about five minutes. I have Kevin Richardson from the Air Force and also part of the Air National Guard. Happy Thanks Veterans for day, listening everyone. to Wealth Goodbye. Academy Podcast. Goodbye. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching in addition to resources associated with this podcast. Email Paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.